Hi, I'm Harry. And I'm Simon. Together we sell all sorts of antiques and collectibles from our two auction houses in Windsor and in Devon. But where do the items come from? Join us as we chat about house clearances, our weird and wonderful finds, and interview others in the antiques and auction trade, and if we're honest, just about any other topic that happens to come to mind. Okay, so here we go, Simon. I'm Harry. This is our first episode of The Gavel and the Gabble. Like the name. I'm loving that. It's mainly because I thought of it. I was about to say. It's entirely down to uh, Simon, who has come up with The Gavel and the Gabble. And it's all about our lives as auctioneers, companies who clear uh, houses, search for treasure, and all that sort of stuff. We are basically a couple of pirates. Yes. We are allegedly grown men. But the reality is we've chosen a career that makes us look like pirates. Simon's got young children, uh, hence the pirate reference, <laughs> I'm guessing. True. Because people always ask us um, if we do talks and chats. They always want to know what's the best thing you've sold? What's the funniest thing you've sold? What's the weirdest appointment you've been on? Um, what's the thing that's made the most money is obviously the most... Top question. Yeah. How much have you made? out of one item. I think we'll get to that later. Let's keep, yeah, this, yeah, we're let's get keep to the that. suspense going. The thing about that, though, is it's not how much have we made, it's how much have we made for a customer. That's what they like to hear. That is true. They want to hear the rags to riches stories or life-changing sums of money. So we are going to touch on that. They want the antiques roadshow, oh, it's worth 10 million, life-changing, you know, the one that very rarely happens. But slightly less sanitised than a BBC Sunday night show. This one will be, you mean? Yeah. Almost that just slightly fruitier. <laughs> Pre-warning everybody. A little more colourful. little more colourful. Uh, we are going to try and keep it PG-ish. You can sort of see the world of house clearance is something that drives people's interest. So uh, we've got a few anecdotes, some of which we're going to share in this episode about house calls and things that have made us jump or be frightened or really, really enjoyed. But there's a little bit of terrified behaviour going on in there. And then um, future episodes, we are going to interview people. We're going to interview um, favourite auctioneers, favourite dealers. Weirdly, when you hear us chat, we do have a slightly green agenda. So coming up, we've got an episode that's entirely dedicated to why we think that antiques and buying auction generally particularly at the moment, is a very, very good thing because you are really getting involved in the recycling industry. I'm loving to say, say that I'm claiming responsibility for that, but that very much is Simon. The only reason for doing that is I think we are failing to get our message across auctioneers across the country that you can buy magnificent furniture, well-made craftsman furniture for next to no money that will last you a lifetime, that you can paint, recycle, upcycle, keeps it away from landfill. It has to have a green message and we somehow need to find a way of getting that message out there to the younger people because we know that many have a green agenda but they aren't necessarily, well, some of them are, but not enough of them are rushing to auctions to help out with that cause. <gasps> Sounded like a soapbox. Do you know what? And that's about as grown up as it's going to get. Um, Ever. I am slightly alarmed by uh, my associate there being so quite so grown up, but I echo all his sentiments. So um, I'll drive things forward for a little bit, but Simon will always jump in with the better anecdotes because he's a very good storyteller. <laughs> Best house call. Best house call.
Funniest house call. Funniest house call. That's a question we do get asked. Oh, a lot. Right. And actually, yes, my go-to story is a house call to a hoarder. I've got to be careful with names and the like. Oh, yeah. Just so you know, all customers, relax. We will never name and shame you. We're not naming and shaming. We're not naming and shaming. But I can say there was a lady who was a hoarder in Lyme Regis. Right. And I had to go along uh, to assess a clearance. And there was literally boxes and stuff, floor to ceiling, through the corridors, in every single room. Um, But the lady specifically wanted to show me two vases that she wanted appraised for auction. And they were in her bedroom. This is still very PG, trust me. On her windowsill. I think people need to realise that the number of times we get invited into other people's bedrooms is disproportionately unflattering because that's where people keep all their treasures <laughs> exactly. valuables. So upstairs we squeezed ourselves and into this bedroom and on the windowsill were two really rather nice Russian vases. And as I was looking at the vases, you know, looking for the odd maker's mark and, you know, doing what we do, she rather alarmingly said, do you like snakes? Snakes. Do you like snakes? And I, I, I think I said, I beg your pardon. Do you like Sorry, snakes? What, as in what? They're on the vases? No. No. I turned round and she was stood the other side of the bed. The bed was roughly made and she whipped back the duvet to reveal Hold up. Sid. No, 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 no. What? No, Sid. No, no. A, well, do you know what? I always say a 20 foot python, but I, I know it was a python. It was as round as a baked bean tin. What, its circumference? Its circumference. I don't know if it was 20 foot is what I'm saying. That could well be. It was pigging big. And it was in her bed. Okay, okay, stop. Right, I've got a number of questions. I'm sure. One, this must have happened some time ago, because worryingly, I'm not sure I remember it, this. I wasn't there, thank you. No, you weren't. Because as a rotunda individual, I think... Any python that took one look at me is thinking, that's a that's, meal for a week. That's a big old meal. <laughs> yeah. I can, I can I don't need to look for anything for months. Why? It's in her bed. Why it's, is it in her bed? So, hang on. To be fair, I did qualify it. I said, well, bear in mind, all the other rooms were full of stuff. This is the only bed I could see from the landing. And I said, sorry, is this your bed? And she said, yes, this is my bed. I said, oh, my God, you sleep with a snake. She went, no, 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 no. Don't be so silly. I said, oh, okay. I'm the silly one, right? Um, she said, as soon as I get out of bed, Sid gets in because he likes the warm spot. Okay, I've got a supplementary question. Gets in from where? I, I mean, know. it's not like the dog tapping on the side of the bed going, can I sit on the bed? They go up trees, don't they? Snakes, if it can get up a tree, it can get in the bed. Yes, but where? No, see, Mike, see, I've got so many questions. Where is the snake? None of which have got anything to do with antiques or house cruises. But where is the snake in relation to the bed that it knows she's got up? She must go and get the snake and no. say, oh, hi. No, no, no. I've just got up. Do it, you want to sleep in the warm It sets a little snake alarm clock. I don't bloody know. This is what she told me. That, right. So okay. the snake is How in the bed. How long did you stay in the house after this? So I said, not very comfortable here. Let's take the vases downstairs and we'll look at them there. Let's leave Sid I don't know if you wake a snake up, whether they get it pissy. It can't have been called Sid. She did not call us snake. Uh, Sid. To be Is fair, that you? I've called it Sid. Oh, you've called this Sid. I think it might have been called Sid. Okay, go on. Although she was Russian. 
So it uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's un- unlikely. Anyway, I thought I know what I'm like. If some idiot comes and wakes me up whilst I'm having a good old snooze, I don't want to piss off Sid the snake. So I said, let's put the duvet back on this monster and head back downstairs. So we head downstairs. You know you're now going to get cancelled by snakes. Snake lovers. I don't care. For calling them monsters. Yeah, Yeah. whatever. (laughs) Yeah. So we go down, we sit in the lounge, and the first thing I'm greeted with is five or six or seven... Net counting has never been your strong suit. It's not really. As an auctioneer, that's good. (laughs) Like glass cages, like aquariums, like fish tanks, like whatever. Okay. So... I, I can tell you now, at this point, if you're telling me that those are snake houses... They are. I've left the building. I've gone. No, no, I'm no. Out there. But how I'm about this? No, no, no. But how about this? There's at least five, six or seven of them all stacked up against a wall. They're all empty. Where are the snakes? That's what I said. She said, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? She didn't know. She knows where Sid is. She doesn't know where the other... I said, how many are there? She said, six, seven... I said, what do you mean six, seven? How many are there? Oh, she, she had a counting problem as she well. She had a counting problem as well. So the snakes were all loose in a hoarder's house. I okay. think that... I don't think, I, I don't think people realise enough how odd... The perils of going things. into... Did we clear this house? Because obviously we're... No, we did not. money no, no, no. idiots. No, <laughs> no, no. Because I thought we... As auction houses are probably not the greatest at health and safety, but even I had some disturbing health and safety issues and questions around how exactly do we train our teams to deal with seven loose snakes in a house. Were they all the squeezy ones or were some of them the bitey snakes? I don't know because we couldn't find them. Using his professional (laughs) snake (laughs) wrangling etiquette. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I did, if I'm brutally honest, at that point, um, I left a quote that was so obscene so that we made sure we did not get the job that I could get the hell out of the snake house. I think I'd been um, well out there. Did you take a photo of the snake? Yeah, yeah. I've got photo. I asked if I could take a photo of the, the, the snake in the bed. Well, I have, none of us would believe you. Exactly, exactly that. So that you didn't go, shut up, Simon. You're talking <laughs> absolute nonsense. I can send you... On a podcast, though, it's not a very visual medium, is it? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, what we will do is we've got an Instagram account. And if you follow that, we will put up the occasional, and I do mean occasional, picture right. well, of I items will... I've said. So send me the picture of Sid the Snake. I will commit. If you are the customer, by the way, and you'd like to rename Sid. or get in contact with us and no, tell no, us no. about I Sid. am, as we said at the beginning, I am protecting the anonymity of the snake. Oh, I see. So I've renamed him. Not the oh, fact that I can't, clever. I can't read here. Yeah, hey, see, I tell thinking, you. Thinking on my feet. No fools, no fools here. <laughs> no fools here. I have protected, let's call him Sid, the snake. Okay. So what about your weirdest house call then? When we very, very first started, do you remember we cleared a double garage at the back of a house? You're going you're gonna to have to give me more detail than that. In that garage. We weren't there. And we'd quoted for the job and said, fine. And we sent the boys to go and pick everything up. And they rang us and said, you have to come back. And we said, why? And they said, all we can see is yellow radioactive. Is this radioactive, nuclear one? <laughs> yeah, radioactive Yes, labels. I do, yeah. Yeah, so that wasn't good. However, turns out it was an illegal eye surgery that had been set up by a surgeon in the back of a house or the back of his double garage. And 
there was a load of machinery in there that obviously did x-rays and stuff. That wasn't good. That, well, the nuclear keep out I don't stickers. Think are, are they nuclear? <laughs> I don't know. I've not done a lot of optometry. But Hang weirdly, on. we found a medical auction company that sorted it all out for us. Didn't it go to the Gambia or Kenya yeah, or something? Yeah, it went somewhere very so peculiar. Actually, talking about good was done. Recy- recycling and upcycling, we helped look after the eyesight. I think this is going to be a stretch. Yeah, um, it's a real stretch. We like to claim responsibility for a lot of stuff. People will learn that. Yeah. Yeah, I think we just go with the fact we sold it for the client. And how, about, how about, though, that flat, Lime Bay, helped you clear, helped Windsor Auctions clear, local to here where the guy had turned his flat into a workshop, but one oh. hell of a workshop. Do you know what? That is amazing. How worrying is it that I have forgotten that? That, so this, everybody, was a ground floor, one bedroom, two bedroom flat. Yeah. He had been a mechanic in a garage that made parts for classic cars. He had decided that he didn't want to do it from his garage anymore. <laughs> he didn't like the commute. So converted the house, the flat. flat, and turned it into every room had all the machinery in it. And all, and it was literally like a really greasy, filthy, filthy but workshop, as it would have been if you'd have been in a garage. But he had an, an, a full-size lorry engine hanging from a massive hoist in his living room. I've forgotten that. And his 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 armchair and the telly and the engine hung in the middle. There must have been a ton's worth of engine. And I think, from memory, that he'd given both bedrooms over and didn't he sleep in the kitchen? Yeah. Yeah. And and we had to go and clear it. And I do remember that. Do you know what? I've never, I've, how, how have I blanked that from my do mind? You, do you remember and I'll tell you what's even more funny about it, because we make reference to this quite a lot, is that because I'm very large... <laughs> Um, I couldn't fit in all the rooms. It's lucky I'm squishy because once I got through one door, which was surrounded in all sorts of stuff, they had, I literally had to pull myself through to get back out again because he'd got so much kit. But remember, we were uh, the guys were speaking to the neighbours because they were saying, you know, you're in a ground floor flat. So there's a flat above you, flat either side, flat over the other side of the, um, the, the corridor. The noise. He had a metal working lathe in bedroom two. Yeah. I mean, the, the noise. noise. He was running up engines and all sorts. It was, it was unbelievable. Very good sale though. Yeah. All sold. All sold. All sold. All Just tools. a little odd. Just I do a remember bit that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had problems because we had to get... It was all so heavy. We had to have extra vans. Yeah, yeah. And the neighbours... Do you know what? I mean, we've talked a lot about what we'll talk about on this and you've plucked that out of nowhere. I'm really impressed. I literally would never have thought of that one. That was a cracker. But there are loads more. There are loads more. There is nothing more fascinating for me than a house clearance. Now, sadly... A lot of times we're working on behalf of the family and it's a deceased estate. However, despite the fact that Harry and I never get to meet the deceased person, we are always very keen to treat all of the contents, whether it's their clothes for recycling, but treat the things with respect. And if you do that, it's amazing when you find the old gentleman's war medals. And then they come to auction and you research them and you find out what battalion they were in, where they fought, 
whether what service medals they got, when you find the pictures and the cuttings, even of holidays and the like, when you find out, you know, what sort of things did they collect? Weirdly, by the end of a couple of sales on behalf of that estate, wouldn't you say, Harry, that you we build something of a picture of that individual's life? Oh my God, I've gone deep again. I thought this you was supposed to be very fun. deep. Yeah, you've gone very deep. I'm loving that. Um, and also talking direct. And I've suddenly become Harry. Let me assure you, I'm very rarely referred to <laughs> by Simon as Harry. I mean, you meet the family. You yeah. do meet the family and you meet the, the individual indirectly through the history of the stuff that you're selling on their behalf. Um, we did that one where the guy bought, every day he bought four things from catalogues. From the 1970s, do you remember that? Yeah, that was a shocker. So that was a three-bedroom house, and it was full of unopened, because he didn't open the boxes, unopened boxes from catalogue shopping. That was quite a peculiar one. Not a great sale, either. Not a great sale. There's only so many Betamax uh, video recorders and muffin cookers and royal plates, yeah. I (laughs) want to say muffin cookers, that's not a thing, is it? What's a muffin cooker? I don't know, I was thinking about food. That's, 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 that's... You will notice this is a constant theme throughout anything we do, food. We do talk a lot about food. We will make reference to this now because they've never con- they've never contacted us once, but we are powered during our auctions by uh, Jelly Babies, Maynards, I think, uh, who make them. For some unknown reason, they haven't sent us a blister pack yet. You're desperate, desperate for I'm desperate for a sponsorship deal from anybody. And no. you talk about whether you'd like a sponsorship deal from uh, a car company or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, you see, so we are constantly giving a shout out to Maynards and Jelly Babies. Now, that might sound weird, but if you're on the rostrum for six hours straight, you do need some sugar at some point. And we Although, have to be found... fair, we're now both lying because we did an auction this morning. And it was three uh, hours. It was three hours. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes they're longer. <laughs> More often than not, they're longer. But today was a successful sale, but it but was only a But we found the one. only sweets. You can't chew a toffee and do an auction. Lady so very nicely offered us sugar-free, though they were. I mean, I can't understand well, the point. for a start. That's um, humbugs today. Too crunchy. Too crunchy. Can't do it. Jelly babies work really, really well. We're giving away trade secrets here, people. However, we, I mean, I'm, we have... I'm, I'm, I've watched like, some of the others. I mean, you watch them on telly. I don't think they're all stuffing jelly yeah, they're babies not, they're down not their eating throats. Like we are. But we we are well, our customers, our lovely, lovely customers, bring us jelly babies. They often hurl them at us from a distance, but I'm not worried about that. Yeah, um, very much like feeding animals so, in a zoo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, keep don't them go going. near the auctioneers. Keep them over there and throw throw jelly babies at them. Yeah, we're fine with that. That's got not not a problem at all. Um, but I kind of feel that you know. At some point, if we got sponsored by Jelly Babies, we should have gone higher earlier. We should have dropped, I don't know, more hints for Land Rover or... That's your choice, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm with you. I'm, I'd choose that too. I'd, I'd, I'd quite fancy a big boat. So how we were going to drop that in, I don't quite know. But, you know, to go Jelly Baby and get sponsorship from Jelly Baby... Rather than say we're sponsored by Bentley, for example. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Bentley aren't going to be knocking on our door. Why As not? We just, there's, I mean, I think you've got to aim high. We've aimed very, yeah, very, very I low. Mean, you might have the distinguished figure for a Bentley. I mean, I'm not sure I can pull. Oh no, that I off. think you look like a standard Bentley driver. To <laughs> 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 Fat cat millionaire. 
uh, in a Bentley. That's true. Yeah, I've got, I'm glad to point out that the only part of that description of me at that point that was right was the fat bit. <laughs> Not even the cat. <laughs> okay, so interviewing people. Let's talk about that for a minute. Well, who are we going to interview? Well, we are going to interview... <laughs> you haven't thought this through, have you? I have thought this through. Okay. Uh, we would like to interview, and we, have, we will chase up people who campaign for um, Green Antiques. We are going to speak to some of the movers and shakers in the technological part of, um, you know, the disruptors behind auctioneer platforms, so Sale Room, hopefully, and... Uh, there's a, uh, another popular uh, platform called Easy Live. Yeah. And I've done the serious bit. And now I'm going to confess the fact that obviously we want to interview some of the people that everybody sees on telly in the afternoon on Antiques Road Trip and those sort of stuff, because it'd be interesting to hear their side and their best bits. And, and we um, want to interview some of the ladies in the antiques and auctioneering world. Lots of the ladies, because we're big fans of more women I think, being auctioneers. I think there are probably more better female auctioneers than there are good male auctioneers, quite frankly. We all agreed on that. Without a shadow of a doubt. So we, we would love we're to get to We're constantly to trying to get those um, ladies. the ladies who work with us to auctioneer. Some are training and others, it's not for them. Of course, we're going to interview the people we've slagged off. <laughs> uh, that should so, be good. So that's going to go well. So the people we've been rude about... And when I say slagged off, I do mean we've just been uh, rude. I will tell the story because everybody will hear about <laughs> Are you it. Sure. So we were, yeah, let's get it. Let's get it off your chest. chest. So we were recording, or they were filming Antiques Road Trip at Windsor. Now, before I tell this anecdote, <laughs> you're going to try to soften think, the blow. I need to soften the blow by saying that the individual involved is a hero of mine, and I think he's. Fantastic. Philip However, Mr. Serrell. Yeah, Philip thanks. Serrell. I was going to leave him out there, but Philip Serrell. Well, you're not protecting him. Yeah, he turned up. Mr. Philip Serrell. He turned up and proceeded to watch rugby on his phone, not really engage in all the rest of it. I was doing that five-minute montage or two-minute montage or 30-second montage. It's 30 seconds, isn't it? But it takes about 10 minutes to film because I get it wrong um, about what they bought on the Antiques Road trip. Then forgot I was wearing a microphone for the rest of the afternoon for the auction or morning. And then slagged him off because he wasn't enjoying in. Because <laughs> he was being downright grumpy. To the annoyance of the fact... Well, no, no. When I say annoyance, to the alarm, alarm, much better, of... <laughs> the sound recordist. The sound recordist and the little producer. And when I say little, that's an age thing. They're all incredibly young who work on that show. and Very um, lovely. Well, you have to say that. They are very lovely. But we have to say that now because we're now giving them our time. And the look on his face was like, why does this idiot not know? He's got a mic. He's wearing a microphone and we're now hearing him tell it. He's um, slagging off our... Not your finest moment. I mean, there are a lot of bad moments. I don't think it's actually worst. There's, yeah, there's a lot of things I've got wrong. That was not one of my best. But we learned, you know, we learned to switch the mic pack off when you go to the bathroom. I mean, let's face it, going to the bathroom was less embarrassing than actually giving them a hard time. But you're hoping to get him on the podcast, right? Yeah, and another man we want to interview is... Oh, not a man. Uh, we want to interview Catherine Southern, because she was lovely to us. She was fantastic. We want to interview Mr Laidlaw. And basically, we're using this first episode as a shout-out. <laughs> if you want to promote, if you've got a book to promote, or you've got a, a side hustle and you're an auctioneer, 
and you want to come on here and talk about it for 15 minutes. We could do that. We're, we're complete cheap sellouts and we'll happily promote that for you. Do right. Um, Izzy was lovely as well. that? When she, she came down to Lime. She yeah. was at Lime uh, Bay Auctions and she was good fun. Although she had the, bless her, they had the issue of recording just oh, after lockdown. Do you remember? Right at the beginning of lockdown. Oh, that was challenging. Or just uh, Was it just after we'd just been released? No, no, it was just going in. Was it? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it was because we had to do all of this huge spacing and they didn't want masks to be seen on the... Very tricky. Yeah. Thing. We did it. And we all had to sit about 19 miles apart from each other. But the girls were lovely that came down. The yeah, and the, and the team worked their socks off because it was challenging, to say the least. Yeah. And that is when internet bidding, which had been good before, went ballistic. Crazy. We should do a little episode on internet bidding pre and post coaching. You know yes. And do you know what I'd be interested to do? Do you know what it is? I'd like to hear from customers about their internet bidding experience because we've had one classic email which is your fault because we implied (laughs) that we could see well no (laughs) i said so because i sit on the rostrum with harry and i do the internet bidding if somebody hovers over the bid button so suggest that they're thinking about it just my my screen lights up and basically it's a way of the system telling me hold on don't let Harry move on too quickly. There may be a bid about to come in. So we have sort of used the, I can see you thinking out there. <laughs> that may have been my it's first all about. It's all about perception. It's all about perception. I can see you thinking, bid quickly. And you got an email. And my email, <laughs> paraphrased, says, <laughs> I'm worried that you can see me sitting in my pyjamas in my kitchen bidding on your auctions. I need to talk to you about your technology. Can you, I, I don't want to be looked at in my house. In fact, it got worse where she actually went on to say, I, I'm cross that you can see me. Oh no, she, I was paraphrasing it. Yeah, so no. Check the incident. She was livid. She was livid. Yeah. And, and she generally <laughs> thought that we'd have breakfast with her in her house yeah. and we're watching her through a webcam or whatever. And basically said, the reason I am still in my pyjamas at 11.30 is because I care for my elderly mother. We didn't need to know any of that. We can't see you. Well, as, as we frequently um, discussed, it would be quite nice to see some of these people um, on occasion. Um, and they should pop along to an auction room. It's far more fun in the auction room. It, well, you say that. <laughs> it can be. There's an ongoing argument within our firm that one of us is quite like of the, uh, that quite likes the audience interaction and the other one Less so. However, the fact that he's recording a podcast with me would indicate that he's as vain as I am, because this is, let's face it, a vanity project. Of course it is. (laughs) And therefore, is keen to engage with as many people as possible. So I'm not sure he doesn't want a big audience. But to be fair, let's just be clear, we cannot see into your homes from the internet. I was going to leave that out there. I was going to let them maybe... I suppose it didn't help when we have occasionally said... Bid a 216, it's a bit early for a beer, isn't it? About half past 11 in the morning. Perhaps that is true. That yeah, we haven't helped. Didn't help matters. It's not the only time that I've uh, offended somebody from the rostrum, or you and I have. <laughs> well, in how many years have we been doing this? Well, you make, it up, you make it up every time. 15, let's go with that today. Do we actually know? No, but it's always changed. It's at least a decade. Oh, gosh, it's at least a decade. It's at least a decade. We know we've had Lime Bay auctions for eight years. 
So Windsor must have been going four years before that. Okay, so let's settle on 12. I'll, I'll split the difference at 12 and a half. Uh, future episodes, um, that number will change again because we've never stuck to the same thing. Yeah, so, but it's not the only time uh, in those 12 years that we've offended people. I blame, I blame you. Yeah, well, you did tell me the other day or reminded me about an occasion with a lady from the rostrum. Oh, no, see, actually, that's not offending. That was probably one of your finest hours. I hate to give it to you. I hate to give it to you. Little story from the rostrum, because that's what we're supposed to be doing. Yes. So we had... The gavel and the gavel. This is more gavel than gavel, I can assure you. So we had an African spear, throwing spear, spear. No, stop. What? No, it's an African spear. It's an African throwing spear. No, all spears are throwing. Well, one of them might be a prodding spear. It might be a, just more for prodding. Okay. I don't know. Right, right. so we've got an African... That's a technical term. I don't know. Uh, African and throwing. We're going to go with either an African throwing spear or a African prodding spear or just spear, right? Anyway, point being, Harry sold an, a lovely African spear, doesn't matter what it made, and we hammered it down with the gavel. So now we've got gavel and gavel working in conjunction in one story. This is good. Hammered it down to the room say 50 pounds, buy a 52 in the room. Three or four lots later, we had another African throwing spear or African spear, if you will. As the picture came up on the big screens and Harry said, and here we have a African spear, went on to do the rest of it. A rather snooty woman walked across the front of the rostrum. And I don't mind saying that because she was snooty and said to Harry, <laughs> said to Harry, I think you'll find you've done that one. And Harry came back, quick as you like. I think you'll find, madam, they made more than one. Which I have to say, I have to say, got a really good laugh from the audience, put her in her place. I think you'll find the Africans made more than one, madam. (laughs) Which I have to say, I have to give that to you. That was quick. That was funny. Uh, there's two. There's two parts of that story. But you're right. Now, she, was, she was offended. Sorry, by the way. Yeah. There's two parts of that story that worry me. One that I uh, was possibly rude to her, but it's by the sounds of things probably. Was and also that you described our working environment as the audience. The <laughs> audience. Are they an audience? People in an auction house. The people who are buying. Well, what else? What else would you call them? I don't know. The buying public. Oh yeah, no, that's that horrible. doesn't. That sounds horrible. It's got to be an audience. It's an auction audience, isn't it? Well, I tell you what, the amount of people that turn up don't buy anything and weirdly sit there for four hours, it's an audience. Okay, but that has now got to epidemic proportions online. We now have, I mean, nay, hundreds of people logging in with no intention of buying just to listen to the sale. So, so that people know, we can see on our dashboards how many people have registered for the sale. In other words, they put all their details in, they've put their credit card in so they can actually buy because they're registered but you can also watch the sale which means you can't bid you just watch the sale why anybody would do that i really don't know but there are lots and lots and lots and lots of them probably trying to find out who we're going to offend next um america we've done that not only did you offend the entire continent of the americas but the two americans that happened to be in the 
audience, as I'm going to continue to call it. No, I'm that, going with that, audience. Then. You sure? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm going with audience. They were lovely, actually, but definitely offended. Why were we uh, having a pop at the Americans? I mean, it just depends who's on, in, in the auction house that day as to we're going to have a go at, isn't it? This is probably why we don't have a TV career. Face for radio. Well, we did nearly have a TV career, but we got beaten. Do you remember who we got beaten by? No, they filmed a pilot, didn't they? They filmed a pilot down in Devon. And who did they... Hang on, this is kind of falling. No, who did they take on? (gasps) Not another auction house. No, 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 no. It wasn't another auction house. So they did a pilot. Yeah. Which took blooming ages. Yes. It was a production company for Channel 4? I think they were were able to sell it to anybody. Dave. I mean, probably Dave's far too good. Dave Dave plus one. I don't know. Yeah. Right? But no, we didn't get commissioned. No, but why did we not get commissioned? Apart from the fact that one of us wasn't as good as the other one. I'll leave you to decide that. Which one of us wasn't as good? What did they ring us up and say? Our company's decided to move away from the antiques trade (gasps) and auction houses. Poverty porn. We're going to go. We're going to start filming... Benefit Street. Benefit Street. Yep. We got gazumped for Benefit Street. <laughs> Unbelievable. We were less entertaining, far less entertaining, I imagine, than Benefit, Benefit Street. Street. Well, they seemed to like it, but now I think they were just being nice. I think that lady, the producer or producer-ish type person, is purely sent there to butter the two of us yeah. up. Yeah. But yeah, to massage some egos. Think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think. No, you're right. I don't think she's there to do anything other than be sweet, make us feel vaguely special while they film and follow us around for days on end. Because it, yeah, because basically our television career actually exists. I'll tell you about our television career. This is a bone of contention, (laughs) I can tell you. So Harry and I have been lucky enough to be on quite quite a number of antiques road trips. Yeah, we mentioned them earlier with the... Uh, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, try, I, I mean, basically, we could have sold that story in any episode, but it's almost like a confessional. <laughs> I felt I needed to get off my chest. So about the second or third one they did, so we're going back a long time, when it was, you know, quite exciting for us, the thought of being on telly. And bless them, the production company, they they actually let us know it's airing on That BBC. one was repeated this week. Was it? Because somebody came in today and asked us to sign their um, catalogues this morning. Because he'd seen this on the Of course I didn't sign it. You sad up. No, he was a dealer and he was taking the Oh, he was taking the pit. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I have... I, I don't think... I don't think... I don't, really, really, I don't think the average antique dealer uh, goes around saying, can you sign my contract? I saw you for 18 seconds on Contract? Well, catalog. Catalog. <laughs> anyway... They filmed the episode. They let us know when it was going out. It was very exciting at the time. We were very young in our auctioneer's career. Um, and I have two young boys and uh, children. Uh, children, I should say. And they're, they're the product yeah. of my wife and I haven't just... That's stopped. fine. To okay, move on. let's just... Have, have I, I just want to make sure I've clarified that enough before we get the door kicked in. I have two young sons. That's the word. That's where I should have gone with that. I have two young sons and we rushed home because I think it was on about sort of 5.30 in the afternoon and we cooked some pizzas and we put them in front of the telly and Susie said, now quiet boys, we're getting towards the end of this, you know, you've you've seen the boring bit, um, but daddy's going to be on telly. Cut to the auction for reasons I can't begin to imagine, 
They had focused <laughs> solely on Harry and all you could hear was my voice occasionally and see my right elbow in shot. And Maximilian, now that sounds ridiculous. Maximilian, that is his name, um, said, look, Daddy, Daddy, that's your elbow. Now, fortunately, young children, they're not as disappointed, or well, they weren't as disappointed as I was, but yes, that was all I managed to get onto Antiques Road Trip because you hogged the entire camera shot and all I got was <laughs> I one believe. elbow. One yeah. elbow. One elbow. That's yeah. it. Now, don't get me wrong. If there had been a BAFTA for best elbow, I'd have won it. Nailed but it. there isn't, so I didn't. Okay, however, Still crossing in their defence... It's about eight years ago. We agreed, didn't we, that they liked to do a tight shot, somebody told me, of the rostrum. And again, with me being slightly on the... Uh, well, not slightly, being on the big side, therefore, I don't think there's not room to... on the screen. I don't think it's down... They can get whales in a shot. So, I don't mean the country, I mean... The swimming thing. I'm not feeling slightly flat. It's not particularly flattering. What, you I'm, just thinking, to what, what I'm thinking <laughs> actually happened was that when you were doing your little bit to camera over there, you went, cut the... Yeah, that's exactly what happened. That's what you yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I said, said, tell you said what, what would be what, really what, funny is if you... What I was thinking... Cut the hairy guy Mr. Out. Producer fellow is... I'm the money. <laughs> that was what I was thinking. I'm the money. Don't worry about him. Right. That's what I think happened. Best elbow. I, we're going to finish this episode on the fact that I'm going to defend myself slightly, that we have um, <laughs> recorded several things with them. And I will finish on the fact that they got my name wrong on national telly <laughs> and called me you. That's true. Uh, during lockdown. That's and true. an 80-year-old relative rang to say that I changed my name during COVID. Well, I got... And they got worried because I... I've got the wrong name. Yeah, but I got phone calls going, it does put on weight on you, the TV, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) What have you been eating? (laughs) Now, I'm not the skinniest of fellows, but people were concerned that maybe I'd uh, developed an eating disorder since they'd seen me two months ago that was really rather extreme. very prickly about this elbow situation. I'm not letting it go. Uh, You know, you try... Do you know what? I don't think that I Well, I mean, if we've we've, we've managed to diss them slightly in this... um, (laughs) There'll be no more episodes. I shouldn't think there will be any more episodes. No, I I very much doubt it. They are good fun, though. They are good fun. And as I said, they just repeated another one just this week. Right, um, we will be back with episode two. Is that it? That is it. Why? Because we've got more anecdotes to come and more themed anecdotes and all that sort of stuff. And if I'm honest... You've had an auction today, so... I have had an auction and I'm beginning to sound like I've done an auction today. (laughs) I'm beginning to sound like I'm eating gravel and we've got another auction tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow on the rostrum. There's no point doing that, is there? No. Because when they listen to this... I love the fact that you're very corporate and you're going to advertise it. It ain't happening. That's not... There's no point, The the, auction is going to be like four weeks gone by the time this comes out, I would have thought. What are we going to do in the next one? Let's see if we can tee it up. Tee it up. Okay. I've yes. said goodbye once, but let's do it again. No, no. Okay. Um, we are going to talk about most expensive thing we found. Most interesting thing we found. Most expensive thing that somebody else has found and bought for nothing and sold for lots. Yeah. People like that. Treasures. Treasure. Yeah. I paid 50p for this. Yes. And I got X. Whatever. Don't tell them. This is the cliffhanger. It's like Coronation Street. You've got to leave them wanting more. It's like Coronation Street, we're all in trouble.